Thanks for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. And we've got a very special guest for you today, no question about it. The Bengals lost their first two games of the season, both division losses. The LA Rams come to town, the Bengals not your victory. Well, that was the Ring of Honor game. That was big. Kenny Anderson is in the Ring of Honor. Kenny Anderson is our guest today. He talks about the Ring of Honor, the Ring of Honor dinner, the night before the football game. A lot of Bengals alums came back for it. It was, it was a great night. No question about that. And of course, the big thing on an international basis was the status of Joe Burrow's calf. Talk to Ken Anderson about that. What's it like playing with injury at the quarterback position? How does it affect you, both mentally and physically? And a lot of very interesting things to say about Joe Burrow's calf, ring of honor, and the victory over the LA Rams. Appreciate you joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, coming to you from our studios here at First Star Logistics, we really appreciate them providing us these opportunities. And what an opportunity we have, and what a great decision you made, because our very, very, very special guest is the legend, Ken Anderson, number 14 in your program, if you're a Bengals fan, but definitely number one in your heart. Kenny, what's up, my man? Not much, Scoop, but a lot better this week finally coming off a win uh, than has been the last two. No doubt about it. Um, it's interesting, though. They're going to be going down to Tennessee, another AFC team. Got to get that victory. They're, the Rams win was good, but it's an NFC win. They're 0-2 in the division, 0-2 in the conference. Got to beat Tennessee. You go 0-3 in the conference, 0-2 in the division in your first four games, that's a hole, man. You got to you got to string some together now. Sometimes that first win's the toughest, and then you can string some together. What do you think? Well, yeah, hopefully we can get that done. You know, I think, you know, a lot depends on uh, on Joe's mobility. You know, encouraging news that he didn't have any setbacks with that, that calf injury. But, you know, we know what a tough place Tennessee can be to go play. Uh, the Bengals have had success there before, but it's always been a struggle to get the win. No doubt. Let's talk about Joe Burrow and the, the most famous calf, at least in the National Football League for sure, maybe in the world, who knows. But have you ever dealt with a calf injury? Now, you had strong calves. You might have had as strong calves as I've ever as I've ever seen. And sometimes it's not necessarily that. It's just, you know, you're in the wrong place uh, at the wrong time and you have a, um, a muscle injury to the calf. Sometimes it's just you're, you know, you're running and land wrong, whatever the case may be. Did you have to deal with a calf injury ever, Kenny? No, I, I, I never did. You know, I mean, I had that thigh injury, you know, that one year when uh, when Tiger was coaching and, yep. you know, had a, a, a sprained ankle, you know, one time, I, I think in maybe 1980 or something like that, that, uh, you know, I missed a game or two. But, uh, you know, nothing with the calf. But, you know, I think it is, you know, it's his right side and, you know, it kind of pushing off, you know, to get the momentum into the throw. And, you know, and I, I think, you know, it's just, uh, it's not the Joe that we're used to. And, you know, there were a couple times, uh, you know, in the game when he got had receivers open. And I, I go back to one time, it was Jamar along the right sideline and in front of their bench and we had a good pocket and uh, a clean throw. And he, he kind of overthrew him, uh, you know, out of bounds. And that's one we've seen him make a million times. He does it in his sleep. And it just, 
know, kind of when you see throws like that, you know, he's just a tad off. Yep, just a tick off and tick off, and then pretty soon he's ticked off. You know, it's yeah. one of those one of those kind of situations. But like when you had that thigh injury, and I remember the concern was the calcification on that thigh bone. You know, when you had that real deep bad thigh yeah. and your ankle injury, and and now Joe with his calf. He did mention that he has to slightly alter mechanics and try to take some pressure off that. When you're doing that, now you're possibly exposing yourself to injuring something else. Or when you change your mechanics, maybe you're not as accurate as you were or whatever. Did you have to ever have to do that in a stretch of games? Yeah, you know, you, you just got to try to survive and, and, and try to get through it. You know, you were talking about that that calf injury. And, uh, you know, I was getting a uh, hundred cc's of blood drained on Monday and Fridays to play. And I think we got the giants coming into town and it turned cold overnight. And, and I, I woke up and God, I could hardly walk. And I, I yeah. got on a pregame meal and, uh, tell Tyson, I don't know if I can go today. And he goes, shit, you've been playing on it for the last month. He said, go down and stick it in a whirlpool. And, and so I did. And, and, uh, you know, uh, went out and he goes, what do you think? I said, I, 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 I think I can give you a quarter. <laughs> and so I think that was the one I started off three for three in the first quarter with three touchdowns and we're ahead 21 to nothing. It starts to snow. And he says, can you hand off? And I said, yeah, I can, I can hand off. I, I think I, I threw two passes in the second half, one of them to Corbett for a, a touchdown. So I think that was the best day I ever had, like four for five, four for six with four touchdowns, something like that. But. You know, you just, you know, it's, it's like I say, you, you need, you need other people to help pick you up. And, uh, and certainly the weather was a fa factor that game. And I, I remember at halftime, now we got about an inch or two of snow on the ground. And they're going to plow yeah. the field and, and PB calls down for the press, but get the plows off the field. They can't catch us on a bad field. Our quarterback's got a bad leg. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that, I do remember that vividly. Um, eye bruises are no joke. I mean, that, 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 there's, there's no question about that. Um, you know, Tiger was great though. Like you said, you can, I remember I, I dislocated my elbow, uh, Mike McCoy, big Mike McCoy fell in the back of my arm and got it going the wrong way and dislocated it. And, and, uh, doctor comes out, grabs my thumb and pinky and reduces it. So I go to the sideline and they tape it up at a 45 degree angle. The Tiger comes over and goes, you're playing, aren't you? And I'm like, <laughs> I, didn't, I hadn't even thought about that Tiger. He goes, no, you're playing. So I, I right hand stance. I can't put my right hand down. I got to put my left hand down. And oh man, that was brutal. But you know, you do what you got to do, right? And what I, I think when you played like through that thigh injury and played the way you played, um, when Joe decided to play, and and his comment was, "Look, I know there was risk of kind of you know tweaking the thing and re-injuring it worse." But Owen through three was a bigger risk to me, and I did. I wanted to support my team. I wanted to support my guys. That was your mindset, and everybody rallied around you and rallied around that. You're going to do the same thing with Joe Burrow. I mean, that that bonds a team, doesn't it? Oh, no question. And you know, it, it's it's any player. You know, if you feel that you can go out and play, you go out and play. You know, this is what you do. Uh, you know, it, it's our job to do it. But more importantly, I mean, I think. You know, we were really close as a team. And you don't want to let your teammates down. And I know that's Joe's feeling, you know, as well. And, you know, the kind of as well, you know, is it going to get any worse if I hurt it? You know, those are the things you got to weigh a, a little bit going forth. But I think, 
you know, uh, it's medically, it's a little bit different now. The doctors have a little bit more say. The traders have a little bit more say than when we played, David. Well, you know, it wasn't those guys that told you if you were playing or not. It was the head coach that told you when you were playing. But, you know, they, they consult. Uh, they know what's at risk. And, and, you know, everybody gave the okay. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure Joe had a lot of influence in that as well. And, and he's, a, he's a tough kid. He's a competitor. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the, the encouraging thing in the game, all of a sudden they, they ran the ball. You know, of all this, he threw it 49 times. They ran the ball a little bit. Joe Mixon was effective. The yeah. defense showed up big time. In, in this one, you know, with, uh, you know, pressure on the quarterback that was consistent, two turnovers. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what it takes. All right. No question. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough dynamic. If you, on the flip side of that, in your coaching career, did you ever have to game plan uh, with a quarterback who was medically limited a little bit and he was still going to be able to play, but not a hundred percent. And, might have to tweak, alter some things. Did you have ever experienced that where you had to really significant alterations of a game plan for that reason? Well, you know, you know, a little bit, and I can't remember the specific moments, you know, right. of it when I was coaching. But okay, you know, don't put a, a quarterback in a in a bad position. Yep. And, and and again, I go back to my 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 playing days. You know, it was '78 when uh, I broke my hand the last preseason game. And when we started off 0-4, and my hand's still in the cast. And I, you know, we're going out to San Francisco. And, you know, I, I went in, you know, that month, I said, cut the cast off, I'm playing. You know, and I had I had no strength. And all of a sudden, I, I remember we kind of started off pretty good, but all of a sudden they started calling deeper passes. And I, did, I didn't have the strength in my hand to, to go ahead and spin it and get down the field. So you know, those are the things that you take into consideration, what can my quarterback do? You know, okay, I, I got to throw the ball shorter a little bit. Okay, I got to rely on the running game more a little bit. Um, you know, maybe I got a trick play or two up my sleeve that that we can go ahead and run. But, uh, you know, don't ask the quarterback to do something he's not capable of doing. And it's interesting uh, in that in that opener against Cleveland, I mean, Schwartz is a very, very bright coach, obviously, and a very aggressive uh, defensive coordinator. And he's got that defensive line just hitting the gap and penetrating. I mean, they're, they're creating havoc for everybody, not just the Bengals. I think it's one of the best defenses in the NFL right now, and they they have really good players in the secondary that can that can suffocate people. They were playing ten guys within five yards of the line of scrimmage and one safety deep because they knew that Joe couldn't, you know, kind of. Uh, <laughs> give it a little more oomph to get it down the football field. They were going to take away that short to intermediate stuff. And it was an issue. I mean, it was a problem. And, uh, you know, now, now all of a sudden you have to be creative with motion and formation and things and trying to, trying to find ways to get guys open. That, that can be a challenge, can it? Oh, no, it is, you know, and going into that opener. And I think, you know, one of, one of the things, you know, it, it's training camp is so much different now than when you and I played. Right. You know, we, we played in the, the preseason. You know, we had more practice in pads. I mean, there, you know, and I'm not saying it was better or different, and I understand that the safety involved in it. But, you know, it. I think, you know, the, the last couple of years in the slow start, start, it hasn't been as much not playing in the preseason, but it's been that he's hurt and can't practice. You know, I think that's, a, you know, a, a big difference. You know, if I can go out there and, and get – five days of practice, you know, good days of practice that I don't play in the game, you know, okay. But it's a little bit different when I go, you know, a few weeks and I'm not practicing at all. 
So when you have you you had great receivers um, to work with in your playing days, Jamar Chase is a is a unique and special talent. Um, he had 12 catches, one off the club record of 13 in a single game by Carl Pickens and Brian Callahan's like, I had no idea. If I knew, I would have gotten him that 13th and hopefully 14th catch. He didn't know until after the fact about it, but 12 catches for 141 yards. And he's got traits physically that are, you know, mind-boggling. But the thing that is underrated about him is you can line him up anywhere. He can be in the slot. He can be at split end. He can be at flanker. He can be, you know, if you if you have a, a three receivers set to one side, he can be the inside slot or the middle slot. He can line up anywhere. He knows every assignment. He understands coverages. He understands adjustments to coverages in his routes, so he's on the same page as his quarterback. How unique and how big a weapon is that when you have a guy that physically gifted as well as that kind of football IQ? Well, it, it's it's hard to double him from a defensive standpoint. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, where's he going to be at? You know, I right. know there's defensive coverages, you know, okay, we're going to play this uh, double the stars. You know, uh, it used to be one of the calls. We're going to, you know, wherever they're at, try to try to pick on double. But, you know, you can't practice all the spots on defense that go ahead and double what your technique's going to be. So I think it is an advantage. But, I, you know, the, the, the Bengals are a, a smart team. Um, and, gosh, uh, you know, I, I think what happened, it was uh, the Ring of Honor game uh, two years ago when I was going in and they, they laid that egg, you know, the first half and uh, they come out the second half and, and uh, you know, they, uh, they get, they're in a formation where the tight end is the far guy outside and then trips and, and Joe sees the zero blitz and audibles to the wide receiver screen. Well, that's, that's the tight end. Well, everybody knew what to do. And it was a 20 yard gain, one of the key plays in the game. And, you know, they actually go out there and they may not physically run the routes, but they'll line them up in different positions. Okay, think about what you do. And, you know, when you've got a smart team like that that understands the offense, understands the concepts, and you can put them anywhere, it really makes you dangerous. You mentioned the uh, Ring of Honor. Um, the the Bengals are 3-0 and uh, in, in, in night games where the Ring of Honor is, is part of it. Joe Burrow is undefeated in primetime. He hasn't lost a primetime game since he uh, started quarterbacking for the Cincinnati Bengals. But the Ring of Honor was it, it, it's special. I mean, it, it, they did a great job. The Bengals, again, go to Morton's, and they basically rent it out. And there had to be, what, 100, 125 people at that dinner? And it was oh, yeah. like a big reunion. I mean, wasn't it great to see everybody? Oh, no, it, it was. I mean, you know, gosh, I hadn't seen a while, you know, Richie Bram, Bram and Rocketeers, you know, kind of, you know, offensive line cohorts of you. Uh, gosh, uh, uh, Tony McGee was there and Carl Hicks, I You don't know which one was the wide receiver, which one was the tight end. Uh, their body types have changed a, a little bit. But I think, you know, just the, the camaraderie and, and gosh, you know, you go back and, and you know, Cincinnati was a, a special place to play and, and still is. But, you know, we go back to those days, Dave, and, you know, it's like uh, you, you haven't missed a beat uh, seeing those guys. You, you know, you're right. It's it's like you haven't seen a guy for 10, 15, 20 years, but about five minutes into a conversation, it's like, oh, man, it's like I saw this guy last week or I saw him yesterday, you know? I mean, you just when you go through what everybody went through uh, for that common goal, it just – it's such a unique relationship and that bond is so deep, isn't it? It's uh, it, it, it's almost like indestructible. It really is. 
Well, no, it, it is. And, and like I say, it is just, uh, you know, I, I give credit to the Bengals. I mean, this is something that they haven't done before. Right. You know, and, and to go ahead and close down a place like Morton's and, and, and have everything was first class that they did. And, yep. you know, like I said, I think the players had a, a, a great time. And, uh, you know, I just wish we could do these uh, little mini reunions more often because they're a heck of a lot of fun. They are. I mean, it, it is. It's it's something that, uh, that that players, everybody that when it when it was their first exposure to it, they're stunned. And then if you've done it before, but you're coming back, it's like you know what to expect, and then it exceeds those expectations. Oh, heck yeah. It's always good. It's always good. There's no doubt. So now both uh, the quarterbacks that led their the Bengals to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 16 and Super Bowl 23, and they're both MVP in those respective seasons. Both of them are now in the ring of honor, and you were the one to put the jacket on, on, uh, on Boomer Esiason. What was that like for you? Uh, well, I, I think kind of coming full circle for Boomer and I, you know, and and, and I was kidding, uh, you know, the night before they asked us all to kind of share some stories. And I said, you know, uh, the relationship I had with Boomer is kind of a, a three tier relationship. Uh, <laughs> when we drafted him in, in 85 and he told me this, he says, man, I knew my signing bonus was more money than you were making, it, you know, and, and he was a little bit brash in those days. And, uh-huh. you know, he, he knew he was going to be taking my job and he wanted it sooner rather than later. So we weren't real close. And then when I, you know, got into coaching and then we brought him back after, you know, he had left and gone to the Jets and was in Arizona. We brought him back to back up Jeff Blake and, and uh, Bruce had turned the play calling over to me and we're up in Indianapolis playing and uh, we got off to a bad start. And I said, Let, let's put Boomer in. And we went in, and I think he started like the next five games, and we're putting 40 uh, on the board every game. I think we went, you know, four and one or five in one of those games. And, and that's when, uh, when uh, uh, was it Bobby Hoying uh, took the Eagles, you know, on a two-minute drive to beat us like 42-40, something like that. Yep. But that was, you know, to me, it was me as now his coach and him being on the same page and just – you know, we're like we're in each other's heads, knowing what's going on, and we're really successful offensively. And and then, you know, after you know he retired, and that we, we stayed in, in close touch then, and, and our relationship has has really grown grown. Right, you know, he's one of my closest friends now, and uh, and I really enjoyed uh, you know our growth and to see uh, you know Gunner there with his little boy and his daughter there with uh, right. one of her little girls. Uh, gosh, was that special? It, it was. It was. Uh... It, it was extraordinary, and, and uh, I remember talking to Boomer about that run uh, that season to f- finish four and one. And he said, "You know, one of the most amazing things." He said, "I'd be in the huddle, and I swear to God, I'd think about a play, and Kenny would call it." He said, "As soon as I started thinking, like, okay, I, man, I, I this would be a good idea." Kenny would be like right on top. I mean, boom, boom. Like you say, you guys, you guys were collect uh, connected. It was like mental telepathy. I mean, he uh-huh. said you guys were on the same page to the point where he said it was almost scary. It was almost ridiculous. Yeah, no, it wasn't. You know, one, one story about when, you know, he had uh, taken over for me in, in 86. It was going to be my last year. And and uh, so I, I'm backing him up and we're down in Houston. He's not playing well. And and Sam says, uh, go warm up. You're going in. And uh, Boomer sees me warm up, comes over after that series and turns over the Gatorade table and Sam says, okay, now you're really going in. And I go, (laughs) so. Oh, man. Unbelievable. 
so the other guy that went into the into the ring of honor, Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, Kenny, that guy had the sweetest feet I've ever seen on a receiver. He was a great route runner, but the thing that was extraordinary, two things that were extraordinary memories of him, he would go, he would be going full tilt and be able to come to a complete stop in like one step. I mean, mm -hmm. he could stop as, as as quickly and as brilliantly as anybody I've ever seen, then start again. And then on the sideline, you know, when you have a, a receiver that can get that tap tap and get both feet down, how, how big a confidence builder is that to throw that, you know, that route to the sideline, knowing that you got a guy that man, put it in an area is, it, you know, he's going to get both feet in bounds and make a catch for you. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I mean, he had all the, I mean, he had great hands. He had yep. speed, you know, the change of direction that you talk about, but you know, I, I was coaching at that period of time and, and the thing is, he really liked to practice. And you know how some of you, they don't want to run too much, you know, and, uh, you know, you're going through the lines, you're going through the drills, and he, he listen, I'll just take every one. I mean, he would just, he would go, and he was really a, a tremendous practice player, and I think that showed up on the field. So this football team, uh, in, in I think it's four of the five years that Zach has been head coach has started 0-2, and, you know, famously started 0-2 a couple of times where one time ended up going all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, oh, no, that was last year when it started 0-2. It wasn't the Super Bowl year. went 1-1 in the first two games. But having those slow starts, I guess, gives you confidence, but you certainly can't take it for granted. Um, how, do, how does an offense that is – right now they scored three points in the opener. They scored 17 of the 24 points – uh, against Baltimore, lose to Cleveland, only scoring three, score 17 against Baltimore, 24 on the board because of an 81-yard punt return touchdown, and then 19 this past game for the win. But three football games have not put 20 points on the board yet. What do you think is – what's what are some of the things that you think they need to do offensively to continue to build some momentum? Well, I, I think just playing. You know, when you think about it, Dave, uh, you know, well, geez, you know, back when we started, you know, we'd still have three exhibition games to go. You know, right. and at the end, we're only playing four. We still got one to go. I mean, so we, we had a lot of game reps, you know, in, you know, before we started the season. And I, I think, you know, just being out there having game reps. And, you know, as you know, from an offensive line, I thought they really stepped up their game. I thought they played well. You yep. know, on Monday night, but again, it's it's being in those live situations, playing that, you know, you can't um, you can't be an offensive lineman and work on your craft if you're not in pads. You know, I mean, and that that's you know to, to try to pick up stunts in practice and those kinds of things. And so, you know, I I think you know just getting the game reps is just automatically going to make them better. You know, but we you know what we haven't seen is the big plays that we're kind of used to that they've tried a few and, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, he tries to throw that back shoulder throw and a defender may, may make a great play on it, or the receiver's not expecting the back shoulder or the receiver's expecting and the ball's overthrown, just all those little things. And, and, and again, I, I think a lot of it is Zach not wanting to, to put too much pressure on him. You know, he's got to sit back there and hold the ball and wait for things to develop. So, you know, as he gets better, feels more comfortable, I think you'll see more of the, the crossing routes that we're kind of used to seeing, getting guys moving across the field. But, 
you know, right now it looks like it's a concerted effort to, to have things where he's going to get the ball out of his hands. Yeah, and, and the three defenses that uh, the Bengals played in these first three games are, are no joke. Cleveland has shown over the three weeks that they're amongst the best in the National Football League. They might well, be uh, statistically, statistically, aren't they number one now? Yeah, and uh, you know they they're they're not allowing points to anybody. I mean, no. two of the three games they only gave up three points uh, to the Bengals in, the, in 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 this this last football game that they played. But you you look at that, and then Baltimore. We know what their defense is like. Mm-hmm. You know how aggressive that that group can be. You know, and then you got Aaron Donald. And the Rams, you get got a, a game wrecker like an Aaron Donald. Uh, that is, that's a good starting point right there. Now you got to go down to Tennessee and face the defense. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is a, is kind of a straw that stirs the drink up front. So it's like, man, when you're going to be able to, but that's the National Football League, right? I mean, when you play oh, yeah. in the National Football League, you coach. It's like you're not going to be able to take a deep breath. Everybody's good, or they wouldn't be there, right? Right, but you know, but I, uh, the encouraging thing. You know, we saw what Aaron Donald could do in the Super Bowl. And yep. I think he had one sack and one quarterback hit, you know, in the game. He wasn't a game wrecker in that one, you know, where he kind of single-handedly can disrupt everything you're trying to do. We were still functioning on offense, you know, running the football. Uh, you know, you know, I thought pass protection overall was pretty doggone good yep. in, in that game. So I think that was, you know, really encouraging for the offensive line that I think Again, playing together, getting game reps that they're going to get in continuity. And, you know, it's the same thing. It's, you know, when you're out there and in practice running seven on seven, it's not the same as running, you know, a route in a game where, you know, defenders are putting their hands on you and everybody's got pads on it. So, like I say, I think with just, you know, these reps coming up, uh, things are going to get better. I think you're right. I know I hope you're right. I know all the Bengal fans that are listening uh, definitely think the same thing. And I know everybody listening and watching uh, to to the legendary Ken Anderson really appreciate your thoughts and really appreciate what you've done over the years for their pleasure, uh, watching high-level National Football League play at the quarterback position when you were under center, my man. Appreciate your time. Can't thank you enough. Well, Rumi, you know, anytime you call, I'm always there for you. But you know, it's uh, you took care of me my, my whole career. You kept me, you kept me clean most of the time, and I really appreciate that. So uh, we just got to get out and play a little golf now. There you go. That's <coughs> like, hey, my man. Okay. Have a great one, Ka. All right, you too, buddy. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self motivation leadership and appreciating your teammates are key at first star logistics you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family build your future by working hard like i did you'll see results both on and off the field call first star logistics today and be part of our winning team